And we're live, guys. We're we're back here with another Don Tesla Pod episode. We got Guts and Will here again. Hey, what's up? What's up? So let's get right into business. So as you guys know, this is this is this is probably like the biggest news on on the whole entire podcast. Cam Newton got signed to the Patriots after like a couple podcasts ago. We were talking about how. The Raiders should try, try to sign Cam Newton, or just or, or the Patriots should try to sign Cam Newton. So you think this is a good signing, or no? I think I said it in the for, in the podcast episode four. I think I said that Cam Newton should it would be the best move for the Patriots if they signed Cam Newton in free agency, and they did. So I think it was a I think it was a good pickup because I don't think they're gonna if they're if they have championship hopes and I don't or Super Bowl. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know if they can get there with Jared Stidham or whatever his name is. Like, no, Jared no. Stidham, he's up next. I don't know if they're gonna start um, Cam Newton Week One though, or if they want to give Jared Stidham the job, at least for a little while. But um, it was a good move for both of them. Cam isn't getting a lot of money. He's getting a lot. He's getting like the league minimum with incentives. But he's basically gambling on himself one year. If he shows that he can do it for one year, then he can get a big contract anywhere. Yeah, I feel like they're going to start Cam. Like, they probably might not start Cam right away because, like, remember he's still – he probably still, like, recovering from injuries and stuff. Like, probably won't play him during, like, the preseason in week one or week two. But, like, week three, that's when he's going to come out and show that shows the world that he is still uh, – valuable in this league and that he was the former MVP. Like, everyone forget that he was the MVP of 2015. And, like, 2018, he had a good season until he got injured. So, like, I feel like that's way he's trying to prove everybody wrong, especially to all those Panthers fans, too. Didn't they cancel the preseason or just, like, week one of it or something? I thought they canceled. I think they, like, shortened it to, like, two weeks. Okay. Preseason is basically useless anyway, so. Yeah. So in oh yeah, so right after we heard that Cam Newton got uh got signed, the Patriots got fined for us doing some little spying on what team it was the Bengals. Bengals, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think about the Patriots getting fined? Nothing new from them. Uh, the fine. Two thousand four, a little bit of a uh, little bit. Questionable right there. That Super Bowl, Super Bowl year for the Eagles again. It's it's questionable. It's questionable that I don't know. It's it's it is nothing new from them though. It's like that they always seem to be the team that gets like accused of this every time. Like there's always something up with them. And they just get hit with low fine and they move on. But I just don't know why you would spy on the Bengals. Did they need it? Like. It's just – it's sad. The Bengals, not not a playoff team, obviously. Yeah. So, in our news, this is kind of big. FedEx asked Washington to change their name, but, and the FedEx owns the Washington Redskins arena. And then Nike removed all Washington merch. So, you think the Redskins are going to change their name or what? Yeah, what's in a name? They should they should change it. Um, you know, it's not like 
I don't know what the reason is for keeping it some kind of history when they have like what one Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so I it, it's the sponsors pressuring them, so I guess that's a good thing. And if they change it, it's whatever. Yeah. I feel like and it's been going on for a while. Like they should change it like 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 before, but like now with all these like these like Black Lives Matter movement, they feel like like racism stuff. How this is like racist towards like the Native Americans. So like they're tr- like they're just nah, they should have still like I don't know, like this happened like twenty it was like twenty fourteen is when like everybody was telling them to change their name, but they still haven't changed their name. I don't know why they're still holding on the Redskins. Like they're not. It doesn't even sound like a cool name. Like unlike the Chiefs, that sounds like a cool name. And it's not really like racist towards. Many Americans, but <clears throat> they should definitely change their name. Uh, like, maybe make change their name and change their colors to like, like all the other DC teams, like the Mystics, the Rescue, the Capitals, the Wizards. How they all have red and blue and white, but the Redskins are the only one without red and blue and white. I like I like their jersey colors. Not I can lie. So ugly to me. I think they'll def- they'll definitely change their name. Because everything that's going on in today's world, society, whatever, it's, just, it's insane. Everything, it's just, it's just going to change. Everything's going to change from here on out after, like, in every aspect of sports. If, <clears throat> if it has something to do with race, it'll have a giant impact on the, on the, in the game some yeah. way. And our news with race. So, you know about the head coach of Oklahoma State. So, as you guys saw, like, the Twitter photo, he was wearing a, a shirt that – a racist shirt. I forgot what the shirt was, but it was a shirt that, like, went against, like, Black Lives Matters, And, like, all his players was upset about it, but he came out and apologized. So, recently, the Oklahoma State – Oklahoma State shortened the head coach contract from five years to four years with a pay cut after internal review. You think Oklahoma State they should just fire the coach? Because, like, in the past years, like, they haven't went that far. Like, with, like, two years ago, they were supposed to go to – was supposed to be, like, a top-five team in the league with Mason, uh, with Mason Rudolph and James Washington Jr. and, like, a uh, star running back, too. But they didn't really go over the edge, like, always choking against Oklahoma. So, you think they should just fire the head coach, just try to get a new one? I think – if you're going to make that decision pretty much based off his performance and, and in that performance, he has been lacking. So I think it'd be fair to, if they would have gotten rid of him, but um, you know, they, they did make a, a stance against it and said that it was not okay. So good on them. I really think it's, it is about the performance more like, more more than everything else and whatever it's it's just like the performance of the team is definitely more important than i wouldn't say more important like more like expected to be able to keep your job yeah for like you know you guys understand what i'm saying but it's like if if you expect to keep the job as a head coach somewhere you need to have good good performance like keeping your team in shape and like having them making good playoff pushes and trying to go for the championship. That's a big goal. 
Yeah. Like, since, like, he's been a head coach for there for, like, 20 years, as me as Oklahoma State fan knows, like, last time they actually did good was, like, in 2012 when they were the third seed. And that was, like, before they started doing, like, the whole entire playoff format. And they probably arguably could have won the national championship. But let's not get on to that. So I feel like, <clears throat> like, if he doesn't, like, show up, like, because they, they have a good team this year. People are projecting them to be, like, a top-10 team. Or, like, if they're not – if they're not like at least a top ten team, they should just fire him since like with all this drama too, because his performance hasn't been so well too. Like if they like they keep on losing to Oklahoma State the past like last time they beat Oklahoma State was twenty fifteen. <clears throat> so it's not as good not looking good for him right now. The only reason why he's the head coach there because he used to play at Oklahoma State. So mm. mm-hmm. So, look, I have uh, in another story. So, you know, the WNBA player Maya Moore. So, she last – I think it was last year or two years ago when she decided to, like, to step away from the WNBA and try to fight for this guy who was wrongly accused in prison, who'd been in prison for the last 23 years. Everybody thought it was, like, kind of stupid and stuff. But now, recently, he uh, – Maya Moore recently got her – so, got him out of jail. He been wrongly accused for 23 years for uh, his print. He was sentenced for 50 years for burglary and assault with a, with a gun. So, what do you guys think about that story? Out of all of her achievements in the WNBA, um, I think at the end of the day, she'll say this was her biggest achievement because she really uh, saved a man's life here. Yeah. Those stories like that suck where it's like they're just wrongly accused and they're put in jail and they don't even get the, or their story isn't really like listened to or heard as much. But it's good that she helped she helped him out and gave him more time in his life like, to live it, just how a normal human would. Yeah. Honestly this probably would be like this is like well, it's the WBA, but like this is probably the her biggest achievement of, of her career. Like so it's like a feel good story that, and also like you don't see other prime players like, like players who said like they're the next Mark Luther King, Kyrie Irving. He's not stepping out just to help others. He's just talking while not really putting in action. Yeah. Well, like she's the Mark Luther King of the WNBA. So in other news. So you guys saw like Mikey, Mikey Williams. He said that like he's thinking about going to HBCU school, uh, uh, HBCU school schools. So like all like prospects are now thinking like to go to HBCU school. So like the first, this is the first prospect, the first major prospect who went to HBCU school. Maker, Maker, uh, the brother of Thon Maker. He committed to Howard University, and he chose Howard over Kentucky. UCLA and Memphis. So, what do you guys think about that? I think that I think it's really cool if they're going to start doing this, because um, it's kind of doesn't matter where they play. You know, if Zion, you know, obviously it's different to play for Coach K and Duke or something with these big programs that have different facilities, but. This way, they feel like they're making a real impact and they're giving back. 
there's so much money in college basketball too. So they want to make sure that the the right people are making the money from their work. Yeah. I don't. I really just. I don't. I don't have anything to say. I. I don't. I really don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna lie. Yeah, and it's just if if these s- small schools like Howard, who are probably in a, like a small division, mm-hmm. and they don't have the same facilities that if you know he went to one of like these big name schools. But if he thinks it's the right move for him, then so be it. Yeah, I feel like this is probably, I feel, I feel like this is like a real good move that everybody's trying to do, like, because like it's not like going to like the big schools like Duke and Kentucky and they, and then like, like you know how college players don't get paid and like how it's corrupt, like at least like they're giving their money to like to people like, to like people who actually believe in their cause and stuff. Because as you guys see, like, like with colleges, like some coaches don't really stand with your ideals and stuff as you guys saw with Oklahoma State head coach. I feel like this is a really good move and that's happening right now. So in other news in the Premier League, Messi uh Messi scored a seven hundred goal. How you guys feel about that? Uh the Premier League is England. I hate to get all soccer nerd on you or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh the Premier League is uh, the English league he plays in Spain. But 700 goals, I think it's only him and Ronaldo who have um, reached that mark in professional football now. And it's quite extraordinary. And you realize that you're fortunate to watch these two players. If you're a soccer fan growing up right now, you're really fortunate to have these two players um, competing against each other. So my real question is, who's the go, Messi or Ronaldo? For me, I, I think popular belief is that it's Messi because Messi is just just otherworldly. But I, I think it's Ronaldo because he's done it for club and country. Messi's never won anything with his country. So you, you play for your club and, you, and then you also have your international duties. So um, Ronaldo's stepped up in both those regards. Ronaldo's also done it in England, Italy, and Spain now. Messi's only ever played in Spain. Uh, like, those are just some of the reasons why I think Ronaldo's better. Any thoughts, Will? Or no? About uh, soccer. I'd, I don't know what I'd hear. I just think, like, I mean, after Get said that, probably – have to go with Ronaldo, but before that, I would I would have probably said Messi if I had to pick one of them. Yeah, I honestly before like guys t- said that I was gonna go with Messi because like my dad's a huge soccer fan. The only thing I hear about him talking about Messi's better than Ronaldo, but after hearing all of that, I think Ronaldo is, is definitely better than Messi. How he won in different places and also won for his country. So, yeah. So in other news. The NBA may have a second bubble with all the eight teams that didn't that are not going to Orlando with camps and games starting in September. Why though? I don't know. I'm not gonna watch a game of teams with with no impact. You know, what is this for? Like draft lottery seating? Is this just gonna be each team trying to outsuck the other team to get more losses on the uh-huh. rest? 
Pause. Pause. <laughs> okay, chill. I don't see the point. Like they're playing. Like they're both. The new boat's gonna be in Chicago, and like I don't. I don't see the point of like. I can see the point. Like if they want to practice there, but like, there's no point of being in a bubble and stuff. Because like, like after this whole entire restart, like then they won't be coming back to like December or January. So like, yeah. So, well, what are your thoughts of this? Uh, is it's bad. Like. They don't have they don't have a purpose to be playing unless they just want to like practice for next year to suck probably even more than they do this year, and some of the teams that don't suck and they just had injury problems like don't know. Any, like the wizard, like the yeah, the wizards. The wizards are a good team. Uh, Warriors too. Or oh yeah, for sure. Warriors, wizards. Uh, maybe. Who else? Uh, no, never mind. They're not part. Of, I was gonna. I was saying trail. I was thinking Trailblazers, but they're not part yeah. of the eight. They're actually. Yeah. So the Warriors and the um, what team did I just say? The Warriors and the Wizards. Wizards. Thank you. Those. Those are the teams I'd be like. Like I'd be more excited to watch and see how they improve from the eight seed bubble thing to. Uh, or the eight-team eight thing in Chicago to next year. Because they they both improve, I bet. Because John Wall comes back, hopefully. And then Clay, Clay Thompson and Steph, Draymond, all of them. They're just going to be back and ready to play again. Yep. And they're going to be a good team next year. Everybody's going to sleep on them next year. So Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was like, I, I wasn't planning to put this in the whole entire podcast, but I was like, saw I was watching ESPN last night, and I was seeing how like, so like everybody before like all these restarts happening, everything that all uh, the NBA, NHL, uh, soccer, like MLS was and MLB was all going to go to like Las Vegas and play in Las Vegas, but like the NBA decided to go to Orlando instead. The NHL started going, thinking about going to Canada now, and MLBs. Uh, and MLS is going to uh, Orlando now, so like, you think uh, how does how do you guys feel about like Las Vegas getting snubbed and like the whole tire getting uh, everybody's playing there instead? Because like that probably really good for the NBA, like for Las Vegas to get an NBA team to show that they can have like NBA teams how they already had the summer league there, or like other other cities too, like Seattle can like like. This can prove Seattle that they can have a team, or Mexico, like they can have a team, another team in Mexico, or a team in Toronto, uh, a team in Vancouver, or yeah. So how do you guys feel about that? I don't. Just for the purpose of the bubble, Las Vegas wasn't the right place to do it. It would have been really hard to do it in Las Vegas, uh, just because it, it's highly populated, and. Um, you know, a bunch of other logistical reasons, but and and players would probably be itching to go outside, go hit the casino or whatever. But Michael Jordan, they, they found Jordan. their solution. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Michael Jordan thing. It's he's in New York. New York to Atlantic City is not a short drive, like it's portrayed in the documentary. It is like four hours back and forth, like 
It's like three, four hours. Okay, so he, he wasn't like, oh, we were only there until eleven, and so that was that wasn't um that was blown out of proportion, or yeah. it should have been a much bigger deal than they portrayed it in the film. Just a quick little rant, but yeah. it's not a gambling problem; it's a competitive problem. Yeah, it's just yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think Getz is right about the like the populous cities, and it's a better place to have the NBA and. In Orlando, the MLS, wherever it is, and NHL, and uh, where's where's the NHL? In Canada, Toronto, or Vancouver? Oh, they're doing an admin. Admin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think it's it's just better for the lower populated cities, and they could actually, if they want to go outside <laughs> and be like away from people, that's they're they're better cities to do it than Las Vegas. But I do I do think. They would be able to handle a, an NBA team, an NFL team, whatever, in their city. Yeah. So, like, there's been recently like a documentary talking about how, like, you know, like it's been ten years since the, the decision, how they had that, how whole entire broadcast of the decision and stuff. And like, it turns out one that like we wanted some cool things from it. Like, turns out uh, it was LeBron's idea. Uh, to have like to have like the broadcast dishes and stuff. It was like a fan idea. Someone pitched it to him and he thought it was really cool. And also it shows like how what teams were like were thinking was trying to go after LeBron. Like we all know the Cavs, the Heat, but we also got the Knicks, the Bulls. Like those are two teams that was like like the Knicks was LeBron's first choice too. Knicks was LeBron's first choice. Their pitch included the cast of Sopranos. And but after that, the first meeting, the LeBron declined the second meeting. And then we got the Bulls. Joe Kim Noah was tasked with recruiting LeBron James, Wade, and Bosch in 2010, but LeBron never returned. Noah's call. So, what do you think the NBA would look like if LeBron went to either those teams? If he went to the Knicks, I think. Wait, back when he made the decision to go to the Heat, mm-hmm. the Knicks. It also depends who would have gone with him. Um. Was Carmelo already on the Knicks by the time of that of the decision? No, that I think it was like like Carmelo wasn't traded there yet because like he had one more year. I also heard the Bulls were in the mix heavily uh, mm-hmm. back then. You know, it was really about Wade, Bosh, and LeBron kind of had this idea of getting together, mm-hmm. or at least some of them somewhere. And yeah. you know, it was just where where are we going to do it? Where's the best spot to do it? And I guess they came to the conclusion that Miami. I, I don't think it could have gone any better than it did in Miami, even though, yeah. you know, at the beginning you thought, oh, seven rings, they're going to be on top forever. But if you look at it realistically, Wade and Bosch fell apart and they were about to near the end of their careers. Yeah. I feel like when they were like, if they were like all healthy and like they probably would have went, when like probably like three more right after that, but it didn't really work out at the end, and at the end, LeBron still left to go to go back to Cleveland, win them a championship. But I feel like if they he would, if he would went to the next, like Paul wouldn't go out good because like we who's the head coach? Like I don't know who their head coach was, but like they didn't have they didn't even have Carmelo at that point. So I don't know why the Knicks fans think they're gonna get LeBron because like I don't see no point. Like basically playing for the Knicks or basically playing for the Cavs, but like in a bigger market, yeah. but like. Both have trash owners and stuff. So, and if they would have got, uh, if the Bulls would have got LeBron, that'd be kind of nice seeing like K 
because Dwayne Wade would definitely go left Miami to go to Chicago, as you guys saw before, way on his career. But like, imagine like Derrick Rose, D-Way, LeBron, Chris Bosh, and Joe Kim Noah, and you know how uh, they have Kyle Korver on the team. They have uh, Carlos Boozer. They had uh, what was I forgot everybody else on this team, but that team would be really deep. Yeah. I think if if he went to the Knicks, it wouldn't have gone as well as the Heat, obviously. Because who who would have surrounded him that in 2011, 2010? Exactly, know. no one. I couldn't name a, I couldn't name a person on the Knicks in 2010. Um, Sandy in 2011. That's 2010. I'm not. That's 2011. I'm thinking like, and it it would have been LeBron. And Jeremy Lin, if that's what if that's what you're saying, if that's what you're getting at, that's the team. That yeah. it wouldn't have gone as good in uh, in New York as it would have as in Chicago. If you went to Chicago, then that team has depth and yeah. actually actually players like actual NBA players. Um, Probably went to Chicago because he felt like he doesn't want to be on the uh, Michael Jordan shadow because like that's a good point. He can't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he could have won six rings with that squad. Yeah. That squad's pretty really injury prone too, with yeah. Derek Rose, D Wade. And they're playing on their Tom Thibodeau who likes playing their, like playing his players for forty minutes like every single game. So Yeah, it was a good decision he went to the Heat though. Yeah. Well, even though everybody hated at the moment, but like looking back at it, like I kinda miss those Heat teams, like I remember, I remember uh, Heat versus Thunder that won finals. Well, like all the games was close too. If you look back at it, yeah, yeah, and also we're a young team too. But you know, Sam Presti thought it was a smart idea to trade James Harden away, and they all went downhill from there. It did indeed go downhill from there. Okay, so as you guys saw, it was last week. Uh, the NBA released their new schedule. So you guys think you guys already saw like the new schedule. Who thinks it's gonna? Who thinks the winners and losers? What teams are gonna go up? What teams are gonna go down from winning and losing? I'm gonna so. pull up the standings real quick. Hold on. I said from the beginning that they were gonna try to like um, do the Grizzlies dirty, and it looks like they've achieved their goal. And they're gonna try to get the Pelicans in. It's a, it's a little it's a little upsetting. Yeah. Um, especially if you were a Grizzlies fan. Yeah. And worked so hard for a long season just to get shafted now, but maybe maybe they can hold on to it. Yeah, I, I believe in the Grizzlies. Like they would show like they're a good team because remember they just add Justice Winslow too. They never got a chance to play with him, play with them. But I feel like the NBA just this on Zion too much, like. Like everybody that's found Zion, like 2K, how is 2K got Zion the cover even though he plays 19 games? He's not gonna win Rookie of the Year too. Like I won't be surprised. Like the NBA just gives Zion the Rookie of the Year for playing 19 games. So that's why yeah, I feel. I don't think they, that'd be even fair to Jammer. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel like this. Like the whole time NBA just disrespecting the Memphis right now. Like I know they had like a hard schedule too, but like. They're just doing everything in their power to not make sure Memphis doesn't make the playoffs. Doesn't, doesn't look good for money for them too. So, so what teams are going to go up and down? Mm-hmm. Yikes! 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 
In my opinion, I think the Sixers are definitely going to go up past, like, yeah, past, past the, the Pacers. Pacers. Yeah. Like, they have, like, the second easiest schedule. Pacers anyway. Yeah. If you compare their squads, it's actually kind of embarrassing that they were behind them. <laughs> yeah. But now that everybody's healthy, they should go up. Like, if they don't go up, like, you know, might have to start rebuilding again, you know. The Sixers' home record was 29-2, and two, and the road record was 10-24. and 24. That yeah. is – yeah, there's no home or away game, so I don't. Like, we don't know what's gonna happen. Like besides, like the two K sounds just, going it's on. It's just but... sad. It's just sad. That... They love that energy in their home stadium. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's hard playing in Philadelphia too, like with all the fans and stuff. Like I've been to Sixers games. It's hard playing there. Yeah. So... Okay. Uh, I think the East is basically like just about set. Maybe the Magic and the Nets switch a little bit, like. Magic end up seventh, Nets end up eighth. If, yeah, yeah. if everything happens, like Kyrie sits out, everyone's sitting out on the Nets, I think the Magic could definitely uh, go up. Honestly, like, my, I, this is like a low-key thing. Like, if the Nets, like, if none of the Nets players play, like, I think, like, the Wizards might even take their spot for the eighth seed. Yeah, that means they got to win seven games, though. Yeah. And the Nets got to lose, like, all theirs. I think, the, I think the Wizards will probably be knocked out if the Nets can put together, like, two – the Nets put together two wins. I th- they're in. Yeah, yeah. If the Wizards is, is like if they're the Wizards are like two games behind them, they have a chance to play them in the playing tournament. Yeah. So they're like currently like five games away from them, so well, think, away from Orlando. So I think it's gonna be Bucks number one, obviously Raptors number two, then three. I don't know if the Heat can can overtake the Celtics or not. But it's going to be Celtics and Heat 3 and 4, Sixers 5, Pacers 6, Magic 7, Brooklyn 8. Yeah. I think. Yeah. To be honest, the Sixers should have been the fifth seed in a while. Like Sixers should have been the second seed. Yeah. That's bad. Their road record is just horrible. Yeah. Raptors are 23 at nine on both, like home and away. It doesn't even matter. Sixers are still going down the first round by the Heat or Celtics, so. I'm not a delusional Sixers fan or anything. Uh, yeah, but, but you think they're going to win it all? Like, they're going to beat the Heat? That I bet, this? yes. I think like, okay, the Celtics, like, they might beat the Celtics because, like, the Celtics haven't beat the Sixers, like, at all this season, but, like, you check the past. Heat have, but each of the Heat games, like the Sixers Heat games this year, have all been close. One went into overtime. One ended on like a. Says that one game in Miami. Well, yeah, there was one game that was that like twenty, <laughs> yeah. or fifteen. I think I was at, I was at the football game. I was at the West, one of the West games, and I was yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so, that's for the East though, and then the West. I think it'll be. It's the same with the Pel- with the with the Grizzlies in the AC because I feel like the Grizzlies are still gonna show the world that they're a better team than the Pelicans and the Trailblazers and the Kings. But honestly, I think a sleeper team is maybe the Kings because like no one's talking about the Sacramento of the Kings. Like they have improved a lot, even though their head coach is terrible, but and the front office is the worst. Like I don't know why Luke Walton's benching uh, Buddy Hill and putting Bajan Bogdanovich who only has twelve points a game. And but he was still dropping twenty points off the bench. So I think yeah. the Kings are a major sleeper. They might like sneak up to the eighth seed spot too, because like 
it'll be hard for them, but yeah. Well, they're actually yeah. like they're all tied. Like Portland, New Orleans, and the Sacramento are all tied three games behind Memphis, and they probably don't have a hard of a schedule like Memphis. Let me check. Yeah, Portland. Portland's twenty nine and thirty seven, and the <laughs> Kings are both twenty eight and thirty six. Yeah, but and of course, I think uh, Utah's definitely gonna go down. I feel like uh, Houston might. Yeah, yeah. Like either Houston or OKC is gonna go take that fourth seed, and like Utah's definitely gonna take the sixth seed. We might see a Houston versus OKC matchup. Russell Westbrook is uh, the Thunder matchup. That's kind of nice to see. And James Harden. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, last time, yeah. last time OKC played Houston was like 2017. So, so yeah. Guys, yeah, so your thoughts? Um, yeah. Also, I, the I wasn't thinking about the Trailblazers. The, the Trailblazers Blazers better make it in because they're really a fun team to watch. Yeah, honestly, it should have been in a while. I don't know what happened with them. Like, they just never found their groove in the NBA But during the regular season. But I feel like they might make the playoff push because, like, yeah. So They definitely could. So, in other news, the, um, Sixers reported that Tobias Harris said that the Sixers hat doesn't have the best team chemistry. Ending up with that, like it shows. Like, I believe it. I yeah. believe him when he says that. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been saying. They're a bunch of. They have a bunch of good players. Right. Great. Great. They don't necessarily work together. You know. They have two great players. They have one great player. They, two. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid comes around every like. You know, you don't get a guy like Joel Embiid coming around often. Ever. But, you know. Not ever, maybe. Ben Simmons is a good player right now. Ben Simmons is going to develop into something you know, like if he's like even six, more. If you're a 6'10 point guard, you should be like. Who would you move first? I see Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid? Oof. Honestly, let's get if, if I had to trade, If I had to trade one? Yeah. Uh, if I was running the front office. Ben Simmons only have 16 points a game, by the way. Yeah, nine nine assists, nine boards. That's yeah. well, nine boards. Like he's six ten, he should be getting boards. But it's also Joel's paint. It's like it's like him rebounding over Joel and Al Horford. Yeah. Uh, if I were to move one first, <laughs> I think you'd have to. Like I think you'd have to move Ben first. Yep. Oh. But, I hear a, a lot of Sixers fans feel like they should move Joel first instead of Ben. I just feel Joel's like, so injury prone. I just feel like Joel only comes around once in a generation. Like he's just different—a seven-footer who can move like him in the post, who can like shoot a keen. Like <clears throat> he's just different. Yeah, um, I feel like if he wasn't so injury prone, like he probably could be like be like one of the best in the league because like. Honestly, before like the NBA started, I thought like he was gonna be like he's gonna. I thought he was gonna win MVP this year. He was trying to prove everybody wrong that he doesn't like how like how you saw how they got 
beat by the Raptors last year with the Kawhi shot, and like everybody saw him crying and stuff. So like that, I feel like everybody's gonna try to. I thought he was gonna try to prove everybody wrong, but as you guys see, they're not doing so well because they should have been like the top three team in the whole entire East, but they oh. only have the tallest lineup in the whole entire league too. That's not working. The injury, the injuries this year just like ruined it. Like the Sixers have the the least amount of time together for all five of their starters playing on the same, like playing on the court. Like they're, they're starting five as the least playing, the least amount of playing time together. And we're still sixth in the East right now. And we could even move up to, I don't know. We could even move up to fourth, third, if we wanted, if, if we could, and everything fell into place how we wanted it to. Cause this team is so good. This team is so good. Zaire Smith is not playing, so, like, you don't know. Like, you can pick up another point guard for agency. It's like. What a bust. Brett Brown, he's a terrible coach and, like, GM, too. Mikhail Bridges fit the mentality. Mm-hmm. He was from Philly, Villanova mm-hmm. guy. Mom worked for the organization, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm pr- Brett Brown's just heartless. He doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah, but before you move Ben or Embiid, I say you get rid of Brett Brown. Yeah, Brett Brown. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, for sure. Gotta get rid I've of been Brown. saying that for three years. I don't like. I don't know what else to say about him anymore. He's just. Oh my god, my god, it's bad. It's really bad. And like that Tobias Harris contract, five years, I think one hundred eighty million. And and Al Horford contract, like that guy's thirty three. Yeah. Like, like I said, I only feel like the only reason why he signed out was because Elton Brand. Like, Josh Richardson was a good pickup. Yeah, that's the only good pickup they did. Like, Tobias, like, okay, like, getting Tobias Harris was a good pickup, but, like, that kind of contract, he doesn't deserve it. Like, those no, are he, contracts. He was a role player before he got to the Sixers. I'd, mm-hmm. But now now they're paying him, like, a star player. They, they gave him a max contract. Yeah. Like, thing is, like, why would they give him a max contract, even though, like, last year, like, he didn't really perform so well in the playoffs in the regular season when he came to Philadelphia. Like, he did good for the – like, he might be just be, like, a systematic assistant player when he was playing for the Clippers and stuff, like how he was playing some all-star stats right there. But, like, he was just playing for the Clippers while, like, Ka- Kawhi and Paul George. And, like, he was only – beside Lou Williams, he was only good players on the team. So. Could have had – Instead of Tobias Harris, we could have like let him <clears throat> let him test free agency or whatever, trade him away, mm-hmm. get Buddy Healed, like trade for Buddy Healed or something, just like yeah. get a shooter, get a good shooter. Yeah, a good that shooter. Can actually help out Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Or get like a player that can actually dominate the game. Like you know how Jimmy Butler was. Like I remember like seeing. Remember like I remember like that one week Jimmy Butler shot the same buzz being shot against the two different teams. Like it was like. The Hornets and who it was I forgot what the other team. But like Hornets and the I think it was I, Was it Mavericks? No, no. I think it was the Heat. Heat. Oh yeah, it was the Heat. I think pretty sure it was the Heat. Honestly, like Jimmy Butler was like such a good person for Phil though. Like just he's like he's right a, guy for Philly. He was yeah, right he was like, he has that mentality also. Finally a leader in that a leader. Life. The reason why he left because he felt there was no other leaders in the team. Yeah. Not even the coach. The coach doesn't even feel like a leader. I wouldn't call him a leader either. If you've seen, if you've seen what he's done, 
Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, <sighs> you can just get a different head coach like Tyron Liu. Like, at least he can sh- – at least he showed that he can actually coach a team with a lot of star players. Okay, well, listen. <clears throat> You're sleeping on the Sixers for this playoff run. Watch <laughs> it. Watch it happen. I'm pretty sure I'm awake and they're not going far. They're getting out in the first round by the Heat or Celtics, so. I want to be I want to be only be surprised if the Pacers beat them because like the Sixers are that bad. Okay, man. Mm-hmm. And the okay. Pacers are a team team, and um, all the depot coming back is not changing it. And my, yeah, they already they didn't have all the depot for most of the season in there. You guys, and like I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, but what like if he comes Pacers, back and he makes them worse? What if he Pacers, comes back and he makes them like, worse? Like, did the Pacers beat the Sixers twice already this season without all the depot? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. I'm just saying. Pacers are actually a team while the Sixers are just two, like, a bunch of little kids that, that has who egos are too big for their heads and doesn't know what they're doing. Like, they just, need, they just need to shut up and play some basketball. But, like, you know. Yeah. You're sleeping on this playoff run. I'm telling you right now. I called the Cam Newton thing. I said it. I did say that. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So in other news, the NBA seems like they're supporting Black Lives Matter's movement. As we, like some people thought, like the NBA doesn't really support the Black Lives Matter movement because they they have a rule that say they can't take a knee during the national anthem. But like, but that was like a rule from like since the '80s that David Stern put in, so they couldn't really change the rule. But the NBA players are not. I mean, the NBA is allowing players to change their jersey, like customize their jersey with their last name, replace it with like social. Sh- justice statements or and then the NBA is also playing Black Lives Matter on the courts and stuff so how do you guys feel about that? They, they can do what they want I just um, if you saw the thing with the NFL yesterday the NFL said they were going to play the Black National Anthem before the National Anthem and right. Steph Curry said in the comments what is this actually doing and I, I almost feel the same way about the NBA's thing but I think the NBA's is a little bit better because when people see it with their eyes, you know, and it just brings attention to it at least. Um, but it's it's all these kind of things. It's kind of like marketing. The NBA is kind of trying to make themselves look good here, not that they're actually trying to get to the bottom of the issue. Can I say something? Wait, you, you said the Black Lives National Anthem. I never heard of the Black Lives no, National Anthem. No. There was a story yesterday that the NFL is going to play the – I never heard of it before yesterday either. Yeah. Black I saw it as well. Before the National Black. Anthem. And Steph Curry commented on um, SportsCenter's post and said, what is this actually accomplishing? Yeah, I think I think the NBA is doing it better than the NFL is, like putting it out there and like supporting it, supporting the movement. But it's just like – like the the black the black the black national anthem I never, I don't know never heard that, of it yeah I've never heard of it before yesterday Lift every yeah never heard this black lives national anthem before like I never knew it was a thing that was just that's just I, that was the first time me hearing about that but I feel like this is I don't know why like I don't, I don't get the customized jerseys and stuff. Like I remember last time they customized jerseys. Like I don't know, like 
when LeBron was on the Heat, 2014, he had King James on his back of jerseys. And then, that's oh, tough. That was tough. That's that, tough. That was tough. That's the last – that's, like, the thing I remember the most about customized jerseys. I kind of feel like they should bring that back. That was kind of cool and seeing, like, King that James. so cool. The it's like players we done in the MLB. Yeah. Or oh, you can see, like yeah. – like, uh, Donovan Mitchell, you can see Spy Mitchell or exactly mm-hmm. Joel. You see the process, yeah, oh my God. like that'd be so cool. Yeah, Ben Simmons, you can see the walking turnover, and like Markel Fultz, you can see the walking bust, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, now the walking future most improved player, averaging <laughs> 20 points, eight boards, and eight assists. That's you said, you said it's not that hard to get boards, it's not that hard to get nine boards when you're six foot ten, but Markel Fultz is. How tall is Mark Elfold? Like six, six, six or five. Six foot five. You want him to get eight boards a game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Over Nik- Nikola Vukovic, Vucevic. Uh, yeah. Who else? Aaron Gordon. Okay, yeah, Markel. Markel could snag over them, right? I think for Markel to average that stat line, they'd have to, like, triple the regulation game time. <laughs> he showed he showed that he has flashes. Like he is the youngest person to get a triple double. He did that against the Nuggets too, and also he did drop tw- uh, twenty five points and a triple double against LeBron, LeBron and the Los Angeles Lakers this year too. So he shows that he can put up those stats too. Ben Simmons has his own pace to have as many, almost as many, even more or more triple doubles. Than Oscar Robertson, if that's what we're if that's what okay. we're doing right now. Okay, okay. but Ben Simmons like is going to be averaging a triple, like averaging a triple with sixteen points a game. He had like Ben Simmons like that's the past good. three past three years, he only averaged sixteen points a game. That's not good. Like he's having the same battle stats that he had in his rookie year. Like people thought his rookie year, okay, his rookie year looks good, but like in his third season, if he's still averaging sixteen points a game, that's not good. I'm just – I just it's not bad with the shooters around him. I know. It's, what shooters? Tobias Harris? Yeah, the shooters and, around him. And <laughs> the whole starting five can shoot a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. No. Josh Richardson can shoot. Stiebel coming off the bench can shoot a little bit for rookies doing pretty well. <laughs> Shake Milton as well can shoot. Did you say Josh Richardson if he's on the court? If he's on yeah. the court. He's been the least – the. Um, I wouldn't say the least injured. Him and him and Al Horford were the two people that were the least injured on the Sixers. I, uh, dude, I'm telling you, I'm so excited for Sixers basketball, and they're both gonna and they're gonna prove both of you wrong. And Phillies baseball. I saw a thing yesterday about Phillies baseball. It said before they calculated us at 18 percent to make the playoffs. 18 percent chance to make the playoffs. Now it's 30. Yeah, in a 60-game season. I just – I guess I see where that number comes from, but not really. Um, I guess it's because we have, like, the fourth best, best starting rotation in our division. I don't I don't understand how that's even possible. So I want to show you guys a little video about Matt Bryan saying something. Can you guys see this? Is it playing? Uh, no, it's, I haven't played yet, but can you guys see it? Okay. Yeah, we can see it. Okay. I wanted to ask you about Peter Beach and the Taylor Rooks. Could you turn it up a little? Turn it up.
So after hearing that, you guys still think there's racist in, uh, NBA owners out there? Uh, you know, there, there's definitely some owners out there with old-fashioned <laughs> mentalities, and you know, they they are an, uh, to tend to skew to the older side. But um, on the on the league as a whole, I just I I don't see it because you know it's making a lot of uh, minorities, you know, generational wealth, you know, that they can pass on for generations to come. But yes, certainly in private, there's definitely some NBA owners who have some uh, very bad um, beliefs. Yeah, I think the same exact thing. I don't see it reflected as much, you know, in the, on the league as a whole. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like they're probably still like racist NBA owners. Like I feel like one team that probably has a racist owner and like you guys saw like the Spurs. The Spurs has like the Spurs like showed that like in the past they don't stand with the players and the coaches since like how you saw like with the Black Lives Matters, how Greg Popovich just came out saying something about it, but like you didn't see the te- you didn't see the actual team coming out about it and how they both view things different. I can see that's one team, but, like, I feel like there's not really that much owners I can really think of at the moment because, like, you show, like, teams, like, you see teams like the Mavericks. The Mavericks are, show that they stand, like, Mavericks seem, Mavericks just seems like the Mark Cuban, he's just been a good guy for everybody, good guy everybody. Like, all the players, the players love him, but even though, like, he did some questionable things, like, as you guys saw, like, the scandals with all the women who work at the Mavericks and stuff, but he shows that he's sorry about that because he didn't really knew that was happening. But I feel like there's still owners out there that I feel like there's like a couple owners out there who still feels like still feels like Donald Sterling who haven't got caught yet. Yeah, it's just they're from a different generation, and it's going to take some time before you completely get rid of those people. And a lot of and also, could you name the person who owns the Sixers right now? I don't know his name. So a lot of the times they're just like faceless, nameless people and they're just behind the scenes. So you don't really know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's only when an owner really wants to be known like Mark Cuban. Yeah. But I, a lot of teams I couldn't name their owners. One who should definitely get their team taken away is definitely the next owner. Yeah, he's just sure. running that team into the ground. Yeah. But I don't think you can take somebody's team away from them. But <laughs> as far as the next, like they should take away that team away from them. But 
running that team in the ground. Like last, like since like that guy became give it up because that's one of the most valuable franchises in the NBA, even if yeah. it's even if they suck. Yeah. Honestly, I don't see. I don't see why any. Like, I feel bad for RJ Barrett because he's, they're just going to waste their prime. He's going to waste their, his prime playing for the Knicks. Yeah, he's got a little bit of time before he's in his prime. Yeah, but like by that time, like the Knicks are still going to be like in a lottery, get the second pick overall, draft a bus. So, like the last time they actually like besides Car- besides Carmelo, last time they actually made the playoffs was like the '90s, and that was like before. He became the owner of the team. Besides Carmelo, and then like even low seeds. Mm-hmm. Like, like last, I'm pretty sure the last time they, yeah, it was in the playoffs. Like when it was like that AC team that made it to the, uh, that made it to the finals. That was the last time. Yeah, they've always been a bad franchise. Uh, yeah, always actually. Last time I won a championship was like the '70s with. As long Walt as we've Fraser. been alive, as long as we've been alive, the Knicks have never been really good. Yeah, I just feel Knicks fans are like the Knicks fan. Knicks are just the Browns of the NBA, but like just have bigger mark, bigger market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, guess you say you have something to show us. Oh yeah. Okay. I have. I was making a presentation, and oh, okay. Can you uh, enable me to screen share? Uh, or maybe just give me back host or whatnot. Uh, the, yeah, okay. I think I, yeah. Is this, is this the screen? last thing for today? Huh? Is this the last thing for today? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh. So, Formula One, I'm not sure if you guys know, but it's, it's man meets machine. They're the fastest race cars in the world, and they start back up this weekend – in uh with a race in austria saturday they'll do qualifying to get their positions on the grid and then sunday is the race and you know i think it would be a good time now with not so many sports to get th- that are going on that th- this will give us this will give you something to do i've been watching it my whole life because it's more of a european thing but they're, they're starting they're spread all over the world now so we need we need a team to support and we need a driver to support i, I already have mine um but I'm just going to show you guys a few of the options. So uh, this is Mercedes. They've won the last six. There's the constructors title and then there's the drivers. You know, you have your constructor, which is the team that makes the car. And then each team has two drivers on it. So um, this is Mercedes. This is their new, usually they're silver, but this season they're going to be uh, racing in all black livery for uh, BLM. And they've won the six last championships, like I said. This is Lewis Hamilton, the first and uh, first black driver in Formula One history. He's been racing since 2007. He's a six-time world champion, and five of those uh, world championships have come in the last six years. And he's won the last two in – no, the last three on the bounce now. So – He's going for seven this year. Seven would tie the all-time record. So, you know, that's kind of, you know, the you, you know your driver's going to be up there every race weekend and don't have a chance to win. This is Valtteri Bottas. He's never won a world championship. He's the other Mercedes driver, so he'll also have a good chance to win. 
he's he's won some races. He's had some good podium finishes, but the thing that's going to hold him back is that he's the number two driver. So if it's coming up to him and Hamilton, they're the, the team's going to favor Hamilton, and that's the only thing that will suck for him. Now, Mercedes is kind of the the new wave, and they've won the last six championships. The historic team that has the most championships in total is Ferrari, but they haven't won one since, I think, 2007. They haven't won a Constructors' Championship. So um, this is my favorite driver, Sebastian Vettel. He's a German. He's a four-time world champion, but he's never won with Ferrari, and he hasn't won since 2013. This is confirmed going to be his last season with Ferrari, and then he may or may not call it quits after this season. Uh, and this is his young teammate, 22 years old. It's his second season with Ferrari. And last season, he actually finished in the standings ahead of his veteran four-time world champion teammate. Um, so this is one of the, this guy's going to be a star for years to come in the sport. Now, Red Bull would be the last of what you call the contending teams that have a chance to win races week in and week out. And I would say only one of their drivers has a real shot. This is Max Verstappen. He's 22 years old, but he's already been in the sport for six seasons. When he joined, he was the youngest driver ever at 17 years old. And um, he was the youngest race winner ever at, at 18 years old. And he has eight wins already to his name. Uh, definitely a fan favorite, too. These are wild cards. These guys have practically close to no shot winning races. But they're also fun drivers, and you can, have a, you can have a fun driver in the midfield. So this is Carlos Sainz. He races in this orange car in the back back there. Uh, he's, he's taking Vettel's spot at Ferrari after this season. And, you know, he's, he's only achieved one podium in his career, but in one of the not top cars, that's actually pretty remarkable. Um, yeah, so this is last season for McLaren, joining Ferrari after this season. This is Daniel Ricciardo. He used to race for Red Bull. He got seven career w wins with them, um, and now he races for Renault. Uh, he's known for his aggressive overtaking because he'll just send a move uh, to get past another car, and he's joining McLaren next year. So that's the end of my presentation, and uh, wh what do you guys think? Well, what team, what driver? I want you to go through the names. I'll, I'll yeah. So I can say Mercedes. Lewis Hamilton, Valtteri Bottas, Ferrari, Austin Vettel, Charles Leclerc, Red Bull, Max Verstappen, and then the wild cards, Carlos Sainz, Daniel Ricciardo. I'll just keep going through it slowly. Okay, I'm not really messing with the wild cards, obviously. Yeah, you want to race winner. Probably going to go with Mercedes. And and for driver, uh, might take Lewis Hamilton. You know that's that's my brother's favorite driver, and uh, he's he's definitely one of the all time greats. Mm -hmm. <sighs> uh, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go with this guy, Max. What's his name? For stopping. Yeah. All right. I don't think I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go with them. Either Ferrari or Mercedes. <sighs> I 
I, I kind of want to go with Mercedes as well, but I also want to go with Ferrari. And then the uh, first German guy, what's his name? Sebastian Vettel. Okay, so me and Micey will be supporting Vettel this weekend. Uh, Manny will be, will be supporting Hamilton. And uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Next week, we'll come back with the results to show you how it goes. Yeah. But, no, it's definitely something that you guys should watch. Um, and, and now would be a good time to do it. Yeah. So, I know I said, like, uh, the podcast is almost over. But, like, I just realized I got some stuff. So, Jan's recently said that this is going to be the hardest, the toughest championship you could ever win. He said he believes there's going to be no asterisk next to the title because everyone's saying there's going to be an asterisk right next to the title because, like, it's a short season. Like, they ever, like, it's not going to be as hard to win a title this year. So, what do you guys think? Who said Who said it? Uh, Yana said there's, no, there's going to be the toughest championship ever. I think that's a complete lie. That's not true. Yeah. I think that's a complete lie, actually. I First of all, Giannis has the team with the best record. Mm-hmm. So it's going to – and the East is a breeze. It should be a breeze for him going mm-hmm. through. But I don't think – like, it's just – he says it's going to be the toughest. It, he's in the easier conference with with teams that are – Gonna make the make the lower seedings. There, he's gonna have to go through the eight seed. Who's gonna be the Nets? I'm saying, and they're gonna be like, what, thirty four and forty at best? Yeah, thirty four and thirty eight. I don't know. It's not. It's definitely not the toughest championship. Maybe, maybe if he gets to the finals, when he has to play LeBron and his team and his squad, I think that'll be the toughest part. Obviously, because that's. Why wouldn't it be? But it's just how how would this? I don't know. I don't know how he said this would be the hardest championship ever. Yeah. Uh, I think he's saying that because he thinks he has a good chance to win, and he doesn't want an asterisk next to it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's mostly the fans who decide what what um, if we get to put an asterisk next to it. I think you know there's no playoff atmospheres with fans and things. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, you do have the 2K sounds in there. They can yeah. bring in the playoff okay. atmosphere. You got, you got players sitting out, so, you know, already some of your competition is weakened. I, Especially Nets. You know, so those are arguments why it wouldn't be the same championship. And um, certainly – but it's certainly not the hardest. I don't see why it would make it any harder than any other championship. I only see why it could make it less valuable than any other championship. Yeah. And, like, the Bucks and Raptors are, like, the only two teams that's bringing all their players because, like, most teams – like, most players are sitting out and stuff. So, like, you see teams like the Lakers getting J.R. Smith, but, like, they haven't had, like, team chemistry, like, practice together yet. You see teams like the Sixers adding uh, – what was that guy's name? Brian Barishoff. Like, whatever his name is. I know, I know who you're talking about. I forget his last name, though. Yeah. But, like, they don't have – well, you're in the middle of 60s. don't have team chemistry at all. But, like – so, it's feel like the Bucks and the Raptors have the advantage because they bring all their players that they've been playing for their whole entire regular season. They have the team chemistry. So, they should have the advantage over everybody else so far. So, yeah. 
I think I think Giannis is just sort of like saying it so so he doesn't have to so that the championship that he is going to win if he does win won't be like he won't nobody will value it less but I think for sure it's easier than harder because good players are sitting out like Kyrie Irving and that's who he's going to play in the first round so that matchup's just going to be a little mhm like it's just it's gonna be even easier for Giannis, but I, he, I don't think he just want, I just don't think he wants to admit it. Just so just so he could have the, like the mentality that he wanted the same way as everyone else, even though. It's, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like, uh, in my opinion, I just feel like I feel the Bucks are not gonna make win the final. They're probably not gonna pass the second round. Cause like the I don't feel I don't believe in the Bucks. The Bucks, like they're a good regular season team, but like they're not a good playoff team. Because like, what if Giannis get clamped up? Who who they gonna rely on to be the scoring option? Like Chris Middleton's only a catch and shoot player. Eric Bledsoe shows that he chokes in the playoffs, as you guys saw last year. You guys just saw like the Raptors game last year. Like teams like the Raptors can exploit that again. Teams like the Heat can definitely exploit that. Even the six was like, as you guys saw on Christmas Day, when it was clamping up Giannis and no one else was there. Oh, yeah, we beat him by, like, 25, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, the only six <laughs> that actually, like, was good. No, that's not true. Oh, oh, yeah, they did have that one over the Lakers. The two, actually. The two. Yeah. What, was the, what was the win over Bucks? Christmas Day at home? Mm-hmm. At home. Yeah, probably at home. Mm-hmm. Hey, a 25-point win is a 25-point win versus the best team in the NBA. Yeah. I remember that Lakers game versus, like, I, don't, I was at the game with Lakers versus Sixers the day before Kobe passed away. And that, that was a good game looking back. But That was that was the night before. Yeah, because LeBron just broke past Kobe. Everybody was excited about oh, it. And, my. and then That's the next so day. Those two events. Like this, coinciding. That's, that's just insane. that's just in my memory right now. That was this. I, I thought Kobe was going to be at the, be at the game, honestly, but he was. Uh, I thought for sure he would too. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was definitely going to go to Philadelphia to see LeBron try to pass him at his home city. Everybody been talking about Kobe and LeBron, Kobe and LeBron. Yeah, like especially especially since he's a he's a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and he said when he was in high school that he always wanted to be a sixer. Exactly. Grew up in Philly. Never really, didn't have a draft to him. They drafted Allen Iverson over him. Hey, good decision. Uh, it was still a good decision. Like, it was a good decision at, at the time because he did came from high school. Like, yeah. no one knew that high school players could be as good. Like, like one player, like, before him that worked out was Kevin Garnett. We got drafted in 1995. Yeah. The fifth pick. So, looking back at it, but looking back at it, like they should, he should have got drafted number one. But like, I feel like if I was still like the GM, the owner, like GM of the Sixers, I probably draft Allen Iverson over Kobe Bryant at the time because Kobe Bryant didn't really, didn't really became his own until like his third, his second or third season. So, yeah. Before that, before like before like he was like the star. He was like the he came off. He was like the sixth man for the team too because like. He still had like all star players before him on the team at the time, so 
But this just came out. The Washington Rescues are now reviewing the team name. The Elders Dance Night announced they will conduct a formal review of the team name. So. What are you reviewing? Like, Dan Snyder is going to want to – you know, they're going to review it and they're going to hope the news cycle gets past it, they forget about it, and then they're not going to change it. Yeah. You don't think they're going to change it? I don't think Dan Snyder wants to change it. He's been, he's been holding on to this for so long. It's been like 2014 since people were starting to call for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think it. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to decide, but I don't know what they would change it to. Really. Yeah. I mean, what's in the name? Um, all the other Washington D.C. teams, like Manny said, went through name changes. Like it was the Washington. We could solve the Wizards with from the Bullets to the Wizards. Cap, like the Capitals, always been a team. The Mystics are just like a new team, so yeah. But they all have similar colors. Like they should at least have a team that's like somewhat related to the team names, like somewhat like. And also, you got the what's the Washington Nationals too. So like, you see how like with football, with hockey, and baseball, they both have similar names, and and basketball and the and NBA and WNBA, they both have similar names. So like maybe they should like at least. At least their name should be like similar to like the NBA, the NBA or the NHL and MLB. Yeah. So. As an Eagles fan, though, it's gonna—it's always gonna be weird, like, like referring to the Redskins as their new team name if they have one, because it's gonna be like Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, and then whatever, like whatever the team name is gonna be. Yeah. We kind of see hard to see their future. QB superstar Dwayne Haskins wearing a different jersey and different name, like like I said before, Dwayne yeah. Haskins up next. But Dwayne Train, I'm on the Dwayne Train. Yes, no. Daniel Jones is better quarterback than. Oh my word! Oh my gosh! Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than anybody. <laughs> Why would he? I, oh my gosh! This I job. bet I bet the Giants have a better record than the Redskins next year. I see it. It's gonna oh. get- Oh, that's a tough one. Nah, that's a Eagles, tough one. Eagles, Cowboys, uh, Giants, Redskins. Oh, like what the Redskins do had coach too, like wrong rip, rip, wrong rip. Rip, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I would, I would almost like to put it on the record that we could be like, Micey says Giants will have a better record. I say Redskins will have a better record. Do it. Well, I'll, I'll remember. But do I'll the remember. Redskins have the weapons? Oh. Compete. Oh. Giants got Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley, things that help out Daniel Jones, but Sterling Shepard. Yeah, but Redskins, like, who are their wide receivers? I I can't think of Terry them. McLaurin. Uh, yeah, I, I can't think of them off the top of my head. Yeah, I only remember Terry McLaurin if I'm being honest. <laughs> Who's their running back? Uh, I mean, they have Wendell Smallwood off the bench. Adrian Peterson. Just getting way that's, old. That's not uh, actually not bad. I think he's out of LSU. Get his name. I forget. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, what's his name? Geist. Yep, Darius Geist. I don't and know. They had uh someone. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. I'm thinking of something else. Yeah. Wait, wait. Who? Hold on. Do they have? 
Darius Darius Garland or whatever? What? No, that's what? a NBA player. That's the NBA players. Okay, that's what I like. I was tripping or something. Okay, let's just say it. I think the Redskins will have a better record than the Giants. You think the Giants have a better record than the Redskins? Oh yeah, for sure. And for the last thing I have right now, so like as you guys know, NBA, the NBA 2K cover just came out, and oh. these are their new cover athletes. Damian Lillard is going to be the cover for the Xbox One and PS4. Same thing with Kobe Bryant for the Legend Edition, and they're going to have this other Kobe Bryant cover for the next-gen Xbox Series X and the PS5, and then they have Zion Williamson. So what are you guys' thoughts about the cover athletes? I like I like all the cover athletes, mm-hmm. but I don't like how 2K is doing this with the new like the Xbox, like the next generation Xbox. They're gonna yeah. make you buy if you buy the sixty dollar version. They're gonna make you buy two copies, mm-hmm. so you have to buy the hundred dollar version if you want it to carry over. And your game data doesn't even save, so your player won't even save. Well, I guess for like the first half of the year, we just don't play 2K that's, until next that's gen. What I'm comes thinking, out. yeah. Honestly, I'm probably I'm not gonna get like the new Xbox right away, but no, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try for Christmas, hopefully. Probably just going to wait till like, after my senior year and then probably get it then. It's just like, oh, <coughs> gosh. That's just so annoying. That is so annoying. Who cares about their money? Like, why couldn't your game data just, like, carry over? It's How is it that difficult? It's probably not that difficult. Ronnie 2K is probably just scheming. He probably just knows. Raji loves his money, so... Yeah. Yeah, I hate that guy. I hate that guy with a passion. Yeah. Sometimes. Honestly. Oh, all these canceling things, we just cancel Ronald. But I mean, like Manny always gets bailed out when I'm playing against. Oh uh, no, no, no! That's not, not <laughs> oh, that's not true. <laughs> I know what Ronnie, that. Like, Ronnie always puts him in these animations. That five he, love, I mean, he can't dunk on me. So like with the five level slasher, but you know. No, you can't dunk on it. 5'11"? Yeah, I made a 5'11 slash. Hit another slash. It was... <laughs> uh, was uh, I actually posted what I used to say before. It was like on boot camp. Not, yeah, those are yeah, lower no. than 75 overalls. Oh, no, but that's still cool to see, like, a 5'11 slash or, like, you know. Yeah, tell me when you dunk on me with my Hall of Fame Intimidator. I can do it with my main, but, like, nah, I'm like... No, you've yes, never. Yes, you yes, have no. never. Emmanuel, you have never dunked on me. On your man. Uh, it was I'm the biggest happen. body. I'm the biggest body in 2K. Well, like, let's get back to here. Like, I like how, I just don't like how they have Zion Williamson as the cover athlete. It's kind of st- stupid. It's just, it's just them for them trying to get money, more money. That's I feel it. like they, I feel like they could just do something else. Like, like if they want like a young player, they could have got Luka Doncic, Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell. Oh yeah, they could have done much like, more than Zion. Like, yeah, like Zion only played. I know he like he's a big name player, but well, like he only played 19 games. Like he's not gonna win Rookie of the Year for his like for in his own rookie season. Like that's the thing. Like that's like that's like basically saying like how like in the Anthony Davis rookie year, playing him on the cover athlete over Damian like over Damian Lillard, even though he Damian Lillard won Rookie of the Year that season, and Anthony Davis didn't play that much during that season. Or putting putting Joel and B on the cover athlete, like in two K sixteen, was it two K six, two K seventeen, putting him in the cover athlete. Even though he plays like thirty three games, like for these players who haven't really played that much, even though they're big name players, 
Like, it, I know they was trying to go with a young player too, but like, it seems stupid. Like putting like, like having like two different covers for like for standard editions. Like having like they should just put Damian Lillard for both cover, for both versions of the game. So, yeah. But, but I feel like. Yeah, I I like the Kobe. I do like the Kobe covers. They're so they're so they're really yeah. cool looking. Yeah, the, that the pre-order should come with like a poster. I'd hang that up. Right, I had the two K sixteen poster. I saw something on TikTok. I saw t- I covered like this. I felt like this would be kind of cool too. That would but, be. Yeah. These covers are cool too, Ooh. though, especially mm-hmm. the next gen one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's all we have for this podcast today. So if you guys are watching from YouTube, make sure you guys like and subscribe, turn the notification on, comment down below so we can see all you guys' hot, hot takes and stuff. If you guys want to give us a voice message, go on Anchor and give us a little voice message so we can react to it in the next podcast. If you guys are watching from Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys uh, subscribe and give us five stars. If you guys listen from uh Spotify, make sure you guys follow us. If you guys listen from different podcasts, I don't know what you do on those other podcasts, but like, like, follow, subscribe, comment. And I'm pretty sure that's all. You guys have any other thoughts? Follow us on TikTok, Don Tesla Pod, baby. Don Tesla Pod. So I'm pretty sure that's all. Just like, make sure you follow us on TikTok too, you know? Of course. Let's pass Charlie on TikTok. Go. We're we're close. We're close. <laughs> okay. See you guys later. Later. Later.